What's up, Brad? Not too much, Andrew. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. You are remote again. I am, for the next couple of weeks anyway. Then we'll have at least one more episode where I'm there. Yeah, so this is episode 152, and I'm not even sure why you moved away, because you keep coming back. Well, yeah. (laughs) There was a reason for it. And then, you know, due to obviously my grandmother passing, I stayed a little longer than planned. So it feels like I'm on vacation here almost, which stinks because this is my home now. (laughs) So I'm going back in like, what, two weeks? Yeah. Um, Whatever. Yeah, we did miss that. Unfortunately, missed that Radwood, which looked pretty cool. But yeah, family family stuff comes first, unfortunately. But yeah, there'll be more there'll be more Radwoods. On the positive side, while you were hanging around and staying with your family, you did get more done on the clips. And I know we covered the axles and the rear brakes. I think we, I think we briefly. I thought we briefly talked about you doing like the prep work for the painting, but I don't think you had finished it yet. I think I had it in color, but I hadn't primed it yet. Yeah, uh, you mean clear coated it? That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. I had it in color, but I hadn't clear coated it yet. Yeah. Because I think I actually stopped to go to your house to record a podcast. Yes, actually, that's what happened. So uh, tell me about finishing up with the clear coat because it, it looks really good. You posted some pictures of it to our Instagram. Yeah, no, the, the, the color came out like almost perfect. The clear coat laid down nice and flat. Um, because I waited until the next day to do clear coat, I thought it would be wise to, um, wet sand the paint first, just because it wasn't tacky anymore. And the, I wanted the clear coat to have something to adhere to. So I had, um, actually you saved my butt cause I didn't have any, you happened to have some thousand grit sandpaper, wet or dry, um, that I wet sanded the freshly painted panels with. And once I did that, I was able to um, clear coat over that with a um, professional grade clear coat, but just out of an aerosol can. Yeah. So, I mean, it came out really good. I'm, I'm quite impressed with how it laid down based on the environment I was painting in. I was just painting in the driveway. I didn't have like a booth or a clean room by any means. And it was, and a, little, somehow there was, it was a little humid too. And it was, it was New England. It's always humid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a way of life. No, it looks surprisingly good. Like, I mean, I don't think you want to do the whole car, right? With the spray cans? I wouldn't. It would, it would cost so much money. You might as well do it the right way. Yeah. I mean, just doing that section cost me like almost $60 in materials. Right. Because I didn't use, you know, a $5 can of Krylon. I used real professional automotive paints. Correct. So it costs a little more. And then the top of the door, because the door... So what happened to this car? I don't think we explained what happened to it, why the dent was there. I don't know what happened to the car. I do know that the original owner brought the car over here. Yeah. Um, he drove it for a long time, and he sold it to his mechanic that had worked on the car since he brought it over here. Yep. And then that guy sold it on to some other guy. Um, and that person who owned it then is the person who did the obviously terrible brake job and some other questionable things and made the entire interior of the car smell like marijuana. Um, and at one point apparently misjudged a rock or a curbstone or something and just destroyed the quarter panel rocker and bottom section of the driver's door. 
Yeah, because that was not the original door that was on there. Correct. It was a Talon door that was on there. Happened to be red, so it works, but it's not perfect. Um, friend of the show, Nate, wound up buying the car. He'd been aware of it for a while and you know wanted to own the car and finally got his hands on it after it was wrecked, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um he swapped on the Talon door with a junkyard, you know, a junkyard door, ta- junkyard Talon door that was red. Right. Um, and at some point, that junkyard Talon had had a full cheap respray. Right. So the cheap respray on the top part of the door looks like a cheap respray. It's all faded and the paint's kind of peeling and it's just kind of gross. And I wasn't going to paint the whole door, but now I think when I come back there, in a couple of weeks, I'll probably paint the top section of the door because then the car will be passable for a long time. Yeah. So. So this temporary painting is probably going to be permanent painting. I think eventually I'd like to get the whole car painted because the roof has gets a little um, hailstorm dense in it, the black part of the roof, and the clear coat is peeling off the top of the spoiler and the top of the fenders. So it it deserves a full paint job at some point. But at the moment, I think if I paint the top of the door, because my budget doesn't allow for a full paint job right now. Yeah. Um, I'll be able to live with it more than I can right now. Right. So hopefully by the end of my next trip there, which is in two weeks, um, I'll have the car 100% the way I'm happy with it to bring it to... Because I think it's going to stay in Massachusetts now until October because we have a Radwood Boston event coming in October. Right. So I feel the plan is to drive it there and then drive it home from there. Yeah, and... It really doesn't need much more. If you detail the interior and then do that door, it'll look pretty darn good. Actually, fix that front bumper that's kind of bent in. Would you say? Yeah, that's a, pretty simple. That's pretty simple. There's a bar underneath the bumper, a support bar. There's a metal plate that goes in the bottom lip of the bumper, and it's bent in the middle. Because mm. actually, that car, uh, I'm actually really uh, happy the way you did this because it was like. You took a decent car and then fixed the things that were wrong with it right away, and now it looks way better. Yeah, it's probably the right way to fix cars instead of buying like complete loads and just parking them for years. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually really happy the way you did this. So it's very it's very satisfying actually. <laughs> yeah, because the car made a ton of progress in like a week, and our you know our friend Nate there who we bought it off of had already done like a bunch of the maintenance stuff to it. The yeah, heavy that maintenance? was part of our deal. Yeah, that was part of our deal when we bought the car because I was driving it from Alabama to Boston. Yeah. And neither one of us knew when the last time the timing belt was replaced. Yeah. So he swapped out the timing belt, did an oil change, and did front brakes in the car for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had tires shipped to a tire shop near him, and he brought it there, and they did the four tires mounted in balance and an alignment on the car. Right. So that at least I knew I would make it home from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I knew it still needed axles. I knew it still needed some attention in the rear brakes and possibly suspension, which wound up being all brakes. Um, and obviously, I knew it needed body work. But I just wanted the things that would strand me on the side of the highway fixed. Yeah. Um, so that was done. And so then I can't, I can't thank him enough for that because yeah. that helped out a lot. I don't know if you talked about what tires you put on it, though. Uh, they're Dunlop Dereza DZ102. I think so, yeah. I think it's a 102. They're like a big time street class autocross tire. One of the tires that people run. And they have a 400 treadwear though. Yeah. Which is not terrible. That's even better than the S drives actually. Yeah. So. The the car drives really nice with them. 
It's really smooth. They're super high quality tire. They don't make any noise at all. I mean, even at the limit, like um, I took a couple of once you did all the brakes were changed and did the axles. I took a couple of on ramps at a at a pretty good clip because the car is fun to drive. Um, and it didn't really protest much at all. The tires are nice and quiet. The car felt pretty composed. And I, I'm I'm gonna say I'm a big fan of those tires. And I've driven them in 65 degree rain and 100 degree heat, and they've been good through that whole range. So. Yeah, and I I like drove it, drove it after it wasn't making noise, and I was like, oh, this is way better. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, track straight down the road it was nice and quiet. And AC is like super cold, which is cool. It's, it's still R12. Yeah. Yeah. It super sweet. You how how well maintained the car has been most of its yeah most of its life. It might need a battery when you come back, but other than that, yeah, the battery's a little slow to crank. But yeah. I'm not worried about that. I have enough batteries in other cars lying around that probably work. The car's in really good shape, though. That's cool. Um, yeah. No, it's a nice, solid piece. Um, the only other thing I really want to do to it is the rear fenders have like a rubberized undercoating in them. Right. And it's all peeling out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to knock as much loose stuff off of that as possible and just use the aerosol can of rubberized undercoating. Yeah. The, the 3M uh, stuff. The good stuff that dries, not like the sticky stuff that stays sticky. Yeah. I use the 3M stuff. Yeah. It probably is a 3M or SEM or I think it's an SEM product I have. So, which is again, the professional body shop quality mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think once I do all those things, I mean, eventually maybe some PDR on some of the panels and because uh, a couple of dings here and there. I mean, the car will be pretty much as new as a 93 Eclipse can be. Yeah. So I'm, pr- I'm pretty stoked on it. It's kind of weird. It's not a turbo car. You know, I always said I wouldn't buy a non-turbo Eclipse, but, you know, with a two liter, it's a 4G63 car. It doesn't weigh that much. It's not so slow that it's boring. Um, it's just, it's a good momentum car, you know, slow car, fast kind of car. It's probably the nicest non-turbo I've ever seen personally. Yeah. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Cause most of them were trashed. Yeah. And it has like, that's the other thing. It's like a high end non-turbo because I don't think a lot of the non-turbos here in the U S got any body kits or anything. No, they all had different. Body, no, no body cladding on the Yeah, body. so when you see an Eclipse with no body cladding, it's like the, uh, like, it just looks really wimpy. Like, there's it's just... like looking at an 87 Camaro non-Z28. It just looks weird. Yeah, they don't... It's missing, it's missing something. Like, the body, it's like, uh, you know, do you even lift? Like, the... Like, yeah. the, <laughs> like the body is, like, really narrow and weird. It, the non-turbos just it's... don't look that good. It's the whole reason I never liked the Eclipse. I'm sorry, the uh, Laser RS. Exactly. It doesn't because have a lot it, of the cladding. Right. It was it was a simpler, cleaner looking car, but it just doesn't have the same like 90s aggressiveness that the GST, GSX, and TSI had. Yeah, and it's like the they weren't any wider, so to speak, but the because the bottom of the doors and the bumpers flared out. It made the whole car look bigger. It looks lower and wider. Yeah, and more aggressive. But yep, it does, for sure. But it doesn't have like all the fenders are the same. All the quarter panels are the same. Like it doesn't have box flares. But nope. somehow it just looks so much better. Yeah, it doesn't even have holes drilled in the fenders or the no quarter panels no. for the cladding. It just they just glue on the top. Yeah. 
no, so that's that's super body, but yeah, that's super cool that car came out so well. Yeah, no, I'm pretty stoked on it. Once I get it all, because I have, still haven't put the cladding back on that side, and you know the black trim, I want to restore some of, and mm-hmm. so there's a few things I need to do to the car to make it mm-hmm. exactly the way I want it. Um, at some point, maybe I'll have you'll be able to help me with this at some point. Um, when the car is there, I'd like to grab the four wheels off of it yep. and send them out to be refurbished because mm-hmm. they're typical. 1993 Mitsubishi wheels. Yeah, they're made out of recycled uh, bud cans. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. Yeah. They just look awful, and I'd like to have them cleaned up and looking a lot better. They're a neat-looking wheel. They bend so easily. I don't know what made this aluminum out of, but it's, like, super soft. It's, like, the softest aluminum known to man. Yeah, I remember back when we both had stock Talon wheels. It was always constantly bending them. Yeah, you'd bend one, then you get a flat like the next day. You're like, ah, oh, super annoying. Yeah, no fun. All right, on my Montero, I talked about buying some heavy tracks for it, the Conies. Yep. Um, yeah, trying trying something new. Yeah, not a lot of people run them in the U.S. Uh, mostly people run the Bilsteins, like the yellow HDs. I think they are yellow, and then the forty six hundreds if you're lifted because they have more. Um, travel, travel, which is what actually Jordan has in the back of the Xterra. He's got forty six hundreds, and then like some special coilover from the lift company on the front. Yep. But I was always jealous of the Pro Four X that he has because it came stock with Bill Steins, and the truck rode super nice. It still rides nice, but it was like I mean, it's nice enough. It still has a leaf spring rear that makes it a little. Yeah but, yeah, but it's that body-on-frame soft ride that is, like, nice in a truck. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the Montero just didn't have that. It was, like, really bouncy and stiff. And you'd kind of hit, like, especially over, like, train tracks or something or even off-road with, like, like offset boulders or washboard. You kind of, like, bounce back and forth side to side in the car over bumps, and it's, like, super annoying. Um, and really everybody was like, the KYBs are just super stiff. I mean, they're also super cheap. Like they are the, the cheapest replacement ones, the shocks that you can get for these trucks. Yep. That's what I actually have in my truck. Yeah. And in a light truck like that, they're not ideal, but they are like $40 a shock. Like they're really cheap. Yeah. They were real cheap. And in the short wheelbase, I mean, that thing bounces like crazy anyway. So yeah. Worth going crazy. And then the Coney's are about $90 a piece. and So $50 difference, really, uh, each. So 200 for the whole car. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, I was around like 350 for the four shocks. They actually, strangely, they actually came from Jegs, believe it or not. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I searched the part number and they came up on eBay and Jegs sold them, but then they drop shipped from the Coney warehouse. So. Whatever works. Because um, they're really like just a basic shock. The The rears have just the threaded on the top and the bolt hole in the bottom. The same for the fronts. They are adjustable. I did not adjust them. I looked it up. They come set to the office setting from the factory, so that's the way I installed them. And uh, it is noticeable. The truck rides so much better. Like, it rides, actually, I described it like the way Stephanie's Crosstrek rides where it's soft and it has travel, but there's still a hint of sportiness to it if you want to take an on-ramp. I mean, I'm not going to take an 
on ramp super hard in the Montero, but it's not like wallowing around like uh, the 75 Cadillac is like super soft, like Bodhi suspension, but that's the way it's supposed to be. So, of course. Yeah. You're not supposed to feel things in that car. No. So I'm really happy with these, and I am regretting not going to them sooner because it's like so much better. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely highly recommend them. I would say they're probably equivalent to the yellow Bill Steins. If you're lifted, you'll want the extra travel ones, but um, Coney's are definitely a way to go. Um, if you're looking for something, cause I think they might be less than the Bill Steins. I'd have to look it up, but, uh, this truck's coming along. Cause really the only other thing I'd want to do to it this year is put, uh, like sliders on it. It's got all the under armor from adventure driven design. It's got new shocks in it. doesn't really need a lift. They're very capable stock height. I might lift it next year, but for now, just some sliders on it, and uh, I really need to get it out on some trails. Yeah, you certainly do. Um, the, oh, the other thing I did was I bought uh, – actually, I bought them by mistake for the 89, and then I ended up getting the correct bushings for the 89. So when I bought the 89 Montero, it had a wicked bad rattle in it, and the guy thought it was like a transfer case mount or something. And it turns out it was the trailing arm bushings – on these the Monteros. The, the guy also thought I had four-wheel drive. This is true, too. <laughs> uh, the trailing arm bushings on these Monteros with the coil springs in the rear um, mount to the f- like middle of the frame on the truck with these two like rubber donuts on each side. Basically the best way to describe them. And I remember working at the dealership and having people come in looking for them, especially around here because the washers that held them in would like rot away. And they basically locate, those two trailing arms locate the rear axle. So if you hit a bump and those bushings are missing, it's smashing against the frame inside that little hole that it mounts through. And the rear axle is going to like move around. It's going to be super weird. So I, uh, I had bought these uh, polyurethane bushings from Whiteline because I really like Whiteline stuff. I've used it in my STI. I used it in, oh, I really like them for the Galant and the Talon because they were one of the only companies that made rear sway bars for the car. Actually, like the only company that made a rear sway bar for the car. So I've used them for a lot of stuff. And actually, I have one of their front sway bars in the, the uh, WRX right now. But anyway, uh, they're these, they're not super stiff polyurethane. They definitely have some play to them because they're not like race polyurethane, but they're definitely better than regular rubber and they used to come years ago they came yellow and they had like optional black ones for certain things and now it's it's kind of a bummer all white line bushings come black and you're like oh man i don't have the like the racy ones of having them yellow anymore but it turns out like the i was telling you to get these caster bushings for the um the Eclipse? The Eclipse. And the, the ones that are in the Galant are the yellow. And just from age, they're kind of like dirty brown now mm-hmm. from being driven around. And then the ones that went in the Talon are black. So it, it doesn't really matter anyways. But so I put them in the... Um, it just it just stinks for your fresh install Instagram pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they worked great in the 89. They cleared up the, the noise. They really tightened up the rear of the truck. And I had bought thinking 
I was getting the right ones for the 89. I bought ones for a later second gen. And I was like, whatever, I'll hold on to them because I think at some point I'll end up with a second gen. And turns out I did. So I had them hanging around. And I was like, well, I really want to put them in because they they weren't worn out on the current truck. They're just a little dry rotted. But while I had it up in the air, it's pretty easy to do. I did a little video on it. There's two bolts in the rear that locate the axle, two giant bolts, and then the nut in the front. And you basically unbolt all the... Um, ABS line and the parking brake cable that runs down these trailing arms. They're just a couple small bolts. And the truck's not rusty at all, so all the stuff came apart really easy. Pulled them out. It's like 10 or 15 minutes to do uh, a side. You do one. It's actually pretty easy to do it with the truck on the ground because the axle doesn't move around. And, of course, you leave one attached so it helps locate it. But the only problem I had after I installed them all... I got the rearmost giant axle bolt. I put it in, and the service manual was like, torque is 181. I'm like, that's pretty high, but whatever. I went to torque it, and it like got tight and then went buttery. You know that feeling when a bolt like starts to break? break or breaks, yeah. But it's like an inch-thick bolt. Like It's a big bolt. I was like, oh, man, I don't know how I did that. But it got – it was tight, and the – lock washer was compressed i was like well it's gonna stay in there for now because there's another one that's holding it so i i ended up torquing the other ones to uh, 150 foot pounds instead because i went i checked the other side when i had the torque wrench set to 150 and the other side was definitely not that tight i wonder if it was maybe just the way the new bushing squished when it went soft no, that no. This is not the bolt that went into the new bushing. Oh, okay. This was the bolt that went through the rear near the rear axle. It's where the trailing arm bolts to the rear axle. There's two bushings, yeah. which those bushings were in good shape. You you can get polyurethane ones for those, but they weren't dry rot or anything, so I left them alone. Gotcha. The the front bolt where the new bushings go in is only like 101 foot pounds, so it's not that big deal. They definitely had to squish down a little bit to get them lined back up, but I got it in there and it was fine. Uh, and at the same time, I did the rear shocks and then I did the fronts. Uh, yeah, the truck drives great. So I had to buy a $25 bolt and that'll be in in a couple days, but it should be super easy to swap out. But for now, it's in there and it's fine. So I just don't want to leave it for a long time and forget about it. So that's a cool little. No, yeah, it's a cool little update for that truck. I haven't done anything to it in a while. They haven't even been driving it that much because you don't drive it in wintertime. No, I don't. And it's summertime, so you've been driving other cars. <laughs> I've been switching between that and the WRX. Um, I haven't driven the other cars. That's the other thing. I need to do, we talked about this briefly, I need to do a throttle body on the Galant, and that's really why I haven't driven it much. It's not super expensive to, to get one, but I need to just order it. And then it's been super, super hot, and the uh, the uh, Talon does not have AC. And number one, the turbo in it is not going to work very well when it's 98 degrees and 70% humidity. And then right. not having AC in it, like, why am I going to drive around it and just sweat in it, and it's not even going to be fun to drive. So just sit on it for now. And it's fine. Like, I'll probably take it to Cars and Coffee because it'll be early on a Sunday morning, but I'm not going to drive it around during the day. Because it's right. just not fun to sit in traffic and bake. 
that's the problem with those yeah that's the problem with those two-tone cars the black roof it's like oof and then uh, Plus you, don't have, you don't have like tinted windows or anything either so no and a and a first gen eclipse town laser is like a fishbowl like yeah it's, it's all glass yeah so that's uh. That's the first thing that's going to happen when the car gets to Arizona is the glass is getting tinted on the eclipse. So I get. Oh yeah, I think it would look really good because it does have the black roof. I think it look even yeah, lower. It's a, it's a new enough car that you can get away with window tint on it. Um, cars like my blue Colt and stuff, I won't be tinting when they get here. I think um, I think you can tint it, but that's my opinion. I just I just don't like the look of tint on an old car. It's a, it's a personal preference. I just don't like it. They do offer options now that are like a clear UV protection that's mm-hmm. reflective of the sun and the heat itself, uh, which I'll have no problem putting in an old car. I just don't like the look. I think tint on an old car doesn't work. Hmm. I don't know if it's the chrome window moldings or just the look of the car. I just I don't like it. If I see a nice old car with window tint, it bothers me. See, I like so. it with a... I don't like a dark, like a... I don't want like a limo tint. Limo tint doesn't look good, but like a, it's probably like 40 or 45%, just a minor tint to it. I, I like. Not doing it. That's the way I like old it. Cars, old cars like clear glass, so it's going to stay that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other project car updates? Uh, no, because I'm back in Arizona and I haven't touched a car. Um, just been driving my Jetta. All right. Well, like, before like we a get boring old man, <laughs> have you tinted the windows in that yet? Uh, I haven't. It's just financial. I need to wait to have a couple extra bucks to do it. You know, that I would put limo tint in. It's it's a couple hundred bucks, and okay. I'll get it done when I get it done. But the car has really good AC, and it's fine. Uh, I'll get it done eventually. I just need that extra couple hundred bucks to do it. It's just not in the budget right now. All right. Um, before we get too deep into we've we're gonna do some craig don't tell me because we haven't done one yeah. in a while in a while uh sudden new hampshire cars and coffee sunday august 18th at the coffee factory salem new hampshire check yep. the facebook event for details and updates I think that's all i have for events coming up uh check out the gearhead project and crankshaft culture i have a little article or a little post about the um junkyard we went to in arizona so Yep, I did see that today, actually. I do like how you give the advice, the sage advice to wear long pants to the junkyard, and the picture of me clearly wearing shorts Yes, is a third picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was kind of a last-minute thing, but I'm glad we went anyways because it was super cool. Well, yeah, it was sure. it was super cool, and it was super hot. Yeah, and I found another half a dozen or so we had to go check out next time you're out here. Sweet. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get to some Craig Don't Tell Me because we haven't done it in a while. Now, Absolutely. I tried to find some on Facebook Marketplace, but it's just not as much of a treasure trove as Craigslist. The problem with Facebook Marketplace is the descriptions are never long enough. No. It's always like car. Yeah. They're never long enough and rambling enough and crazy enough. Yeah. So, uh, also- actually, all the ones I found on Craigslist today aren't crazy, crazy either. Um, I mean, they're good. They're just not crazy. I think I have a couple that'll be a slam dunk for you. Um, I'm gonna start with. Let me start with the Facebook one. Get it out of the way. Sure. And then we'll we'll go every other. Uh, so I'll do one, then you do one for me. So this is for you. And I'm gonna skip the first line because it it tells it says what it is. 
So we're going to say that this has a tan leather interior, wood steering wheel, nice car for the money, minor rust, not mined, but it's real nice. <laughs> not mine, but it's nice? <laughs> yeah. The car needs interior panels, minor body work, and tune-up. This sounds like it's getting worse. Uh, the interior is clean. It's a great car for those who like classic exotic cars. Clean title. Classic exotic cars? Yes. Ooh. And it's tan leather interior? Yep. Is it Italian? It is Italian. I bet it's not really an exotic, though. <laughs> uh, is it an Alpha Spider? No. Uh, is it a rear-wheel drive car? Front-engine rear-wheel drive? I believe so. I'm not familiar enough with them to know. Hmm. That's not good. Um, Four-cylinder engine? Ooh, actually, I don't... Mm, no, I don't think so. No. Hmm. What, um, I don't think I have enough info here. No? What uh, What kind of engine would it have? Who's the body designed by? Oh, I'd have to look it up. But you've got, I mean, you're in, you've got the right continent. So, I mean, there's not many Italian car manufacturers. So it's not an That's alpha. That would be a country. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, it could be a Fiat then. It's not a Fiat. Just go through all the Italian manufacturers. There's not many non-exotic other ones. Um, there's, I mean, I wouldn't think it's a Ferrari on Facebook Marketplace. Definitely not a Ferrari. It, so it's definitely not a Ferrari. It's also definitely not a Lamborghini. It's definitely not. But the person who would buy this might think it's as cool as one of those. Okay. And the the dealership network has not done well lately for these cars. So it is an Alpha. It's not an Alpha. Or a Maserati, excuse yes. me. Yes. Okay. Is it a bi is it a bi turbo or a quattro port? It's a bi turbo convertible. Oh, even better. <laughs> it's an eighty six Maserati spider convertible. Ugh. Yeah. Which I don't Run know actually. Away. Are they front wheel drive or are they rear wheel drive? I don't they're know. They're rear wheel drive. They're, v, they're V6, V6 rear wheel drive. Yeah. It looks like a, a toilet. <laughs> it, is, it is a toilet. I mean, they're, they're, they're not terrible looking cars. Yeah. Uh, they're just not great cars. What was the fugly looking um, Ferrari from that era that was. Kind of like a weird two plus two coupe, the Mondial. Well, no, the Mondial was a convertible or a coupe, um, but I think you're thinking of the 400i. Yeah, but they're still somehow better looking than this car. Um, unpopular opinion. Yeah, I absolutely love the 400i. I think the weird Ferraris are some of the best looking ones. The, there's a Mondial, which is weird looking. Yeah, but I still think it's nice. But I really, really, really think that the uh, 400i is a really neat car. Uh, what I don't like about it is most of them have a GM automatic transmission. Yeah. Um, but if you can find them without that, then it's a good car. What's funny is because it's a Ferrari Mondial. Is that how you say it? 
Mondial is the mid-engine car. So they're not very, they're kind of weird looking, right? So whenever you say Mondial, I just think of Walter Mondale because he's also like from the 80s. Okay. And I'm like, oh, he's also kind of weird looking. So <laughs> that's like, in my brain, that's how it's associated. I don't, I don't know why, but that's just a weird thing. That's a very weird thing. I'll, pre- I'll pretend I didn't hear that. The audience probably should. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you got for me? All right. I don't have anything really off of Facebook because I looked and everything just came up as just like I said, like car for sale, Mustang, buy it. So yeah. I kind of skipped over on that one. All right. Um, I do have a few interesting ones here. Um, this one could be on a, uh, a bring a trailer feature of um, see where they rust. Oh, because I've never seen this generation of this car this rotted before. Really? Um, yeah, it's really bad. Can I ask you what Craigslist this was on? Um, I went to Indiana this time. Okay. So this is from Indianapolis. All right. Um, blank, 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 blank. One owner, original title. Three-speed manual transmission with air conditioning. Small block blank V8. Hmm. The car has been stored in an old barn for 30 years. Oh, great. The owner said he drove it in there, so it did not have any mechanical issues when he parked it, which is a long way of saying ran when parked. Yeah. Um, the owner believes the car had approximately 100,000 miles on it. Cool. I also... I also have the original owner's manual, books the car came with window. Odd sentence structure there. The rear quarter panels are rusted through in spots and other places you can see in pictures. I looked underneath the car, and the frame does not appear to be rusted. Oops. There are other areas of the car that is rusted, so it will need a full restoration. It appears that all the emblems, hubcaps, and parts are with the car. The convertible top needs replaced as well. Oh, okay. The car is straight, never been wrecked, and would make for a great restoration project. If you have any other questions about the car, please let me know. Condition is listed as good. <laughs> um, not sure where they get their description of good as, but... So this <laughs> well, is a small, a small block blank. I won't say the manufacturer, obviously. It's good, a, good for Indiana. No, it's not even good for Indiana. This is a bad car. Uh, but anyway, it's a small block blank with a three-speed manual and okay. a convertible. Okay. All right. For some reason, I'm getting the impression it's a Ford product. I don't know how you got that, but you are correct. It is a Ford product. So the <laughs> small block is a 302 two-barrel. So it's like a... Um, not the... What the hell was the... Is it the retractable hardtop car? No, because the convertible top needs to be replaced. Oh, okay. So and the retractable like hardtop car from the 50s wouldn't have had a 302. That would have been like oh, a... Oh, right. So it was like a, small, is it like a Fairlane convertible? Uh, it is not a Fairlane, although this engine and transmission combo certainly would have come in a Fairlane. So you're on the right track. So it would have been like a... Um, so it's a convertible is not a Fairlane. Yeah, what... Um, ah, shoot. What was the Mustang based on? Falcon. Is the Falcon convertible? Uh, it is not a Falcon convertible. Ooh. And uh, the Falcon wouldn't have had a 302 in the era as it came with the convertible. That would have been a 260, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but don't quote me on that. So is this a Mustang convertible? It is a Mustang convertible. Whoa. 
I've never seen in my entire life a three-speed manual V8 with a C car before. Yeah. Convertible. This is a 73. I'm actually going to send you the link just so you can see how rusted the car is. Um, how far up the, the quarter panels? Like uh, To the top of the wheel. Whoa! <laughs> and the, the, the front fenders are rusted from the hood, like in the middle of the fender, and then the front of the fender and the back of the fender are not connected. So this barn had like holes in it. Like it this was... barn this barn was probably on the bottom of a boat. Jesus. Yeah, it's 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 one of the worst cars I've ever seen on Craigslist. Right. But it is it could be yours for the reduced price, I'd like to know where it started at, of uh twenty seven hundred dollars. I feel like There's... you can get a a good roller Mustang for slightly more than that, right? For a '73 Mustang convertible, oh, it's a you could buy you could buy a nice, solid Southern California car for thirty five hundred bucks. Oh, it's not even an early car. No, this is this is a this is a parts car. Weird. This is a maybe depending on what parts you need, maybe a thousand dollar parts car. More than likely a five hundred dollar oh. parts car. More than likely, he'll own it forever. It'll wind up being um, junked and salvage valued because it's just not a nice car. All right, and I'm not I'm not one for junk cars, but I sent you the link just so you can see the quarter panel picture on the passenger side and the fender on the driver's side. I'll look at it later. I don't want to mess up our call here. Pretty, pretty amazing. Um, all right, I got I'm, one for I'm, you. I'm, I'm impressed you got that though. That's pretty good. I don't know where I don't know where I got it. I just got the feeling. I was like, ah, you went forward right away, and I was I'm, like, wow, that was quick. I'm feeling it. I was feeling it. I was like, Indiana. It's American car. I don't know Ford. The three speed. I don't know somewhere. It just put me there. Yeah. All right. Um, I put you in a Mustang. That's a weird combination. For yeah. Um, all right. Here, I got to read you the title because this is great. Topless time with <laughs> six exclamation points. Okay. It's an MGB. <laughs> One owner, since new, brand new battery. So much fun, fun, fun. Just over 100K. Runs and drives. Looks awesome. Minor scrape on driver's side. Rear. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Going fast. First with cash takes us beauty, clear title, ready to go on the beach, all power options, GT Turbo. GT Turbo convertible? Yep. GT Turbo. It's a PT Cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because I couldn't think of a GT Turbo, and then that description is something only a PT Cruiser <laughs> owner could have come up with. I thought this might be a slam dunk for you, but it was yeah, such a it was such a fun ad. That one, was, that one was pretty easy. Uh, my initial thought was going to be Jeep until you got GT Turbo. So. 2007 PT Cruiser convertible in I black. Believe, I believe it's a GT Cruiser. <laughs> it's a different car. However, uh, $1,500, I mean. <laughs> yeah. What 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 price dignity, Andrew? It's what a, price dignity? It's a neon with a roll bar and a weird body. You know what I'd rather have? An actual neon with a roll bar. <laughs> yeah. That would be a lot better. All right, my turn. What do we got here? So we're still in Indianapolis. All right. So this is a blank year, blank manufacturer, blank model. Um, and then for some reason, there's a number three at the end of the description. Okay. I don't know if there's three cars. Um or, uh, it looks like there might be three cars, but this ad is for one in particular, I think. Because there's three of them in the pictures. Um, all right. 
This has a inline six and automatic transmission. Mm. Have a four speed also included. Hmm. If you buy the parts car, which is five hundred dollars. Okay. Car was purchased at a yard sale. Ooh. And now we're selling it because we're moving our shop to a new location and don't have the room to keep room to keep it. Complete driveline and interior. Body is solid, but needs new floors and frame rails. Okay. So the body is not solid. Okay. Uh, um, new floors and frame rails replaced and roof dents fixed or roof replaced. Oh, all right. Again, this is not a solid car. Yeah. M- missing all lights and miscellaneous other things, which previous owner still has in storage, we were told, if you'd like to buy those from them. Sure. Hood needs an alignment. That seems like a minor concern based on everything else. Interior seems complete. Was told engine was rebuilt, but we have not tried to start it since the previous owner also lost the keys when it was being disassembled and prepped for paint a few years ago before letting the car sit for so long that they also lost the title, but will give you their contact number so you can straighten it out with them. Oh, man. This is like the perfect project car, right? (laughs) Hold on. Welcome to the next line, my friend. Great starter for a decent project car. Try to list the basics so you can see the rest from the picks. This is like... Located in Indianapolis, Indiana. First person with the money gets the car. Uh, Yeah, that's how it works. Just like your PT Cruiser ad. Yeah. First to come with cash gets the car. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, um... This is an inline six... Um, it is fuel injected. Oh, which I will give you a clue means it's a late model version of said car. Uh, four speed included, but automatic in the car now. See, originally I was going with British because the inline six. Right. But now I got to go. It's going to be German. Uh, it's not German. Okay. Uh, it's not, it's not British, but it still could be a fuel injected inline six. If it was like a late model TR seven. All right, so then it's going to be like a Supra? Uh, you're along the right lines. You're in the right country. Is it a Cressida? Uh, you're in the right country still. What? Who else had an inline six? Uh, every other manufacturer in Japan at some point. Oh, oh, oh. So this would be a very, very late, like a 280Z? It is a 280Z, yes. Wow. Yeah, the description is Datsun 280Z, Nissan, JDM, 240Z, 260Z, 280ZX, 300ZX, 350Z, 3. Oh, see, this is the type of car that, like, the friend you casually know is like, I just bought this car, I'm going to restore it. And he shows it to you, and you're like, what did you do? Like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> like, Well, this particular car, all of the wonderful stuff I described to you, yeah. No keys, no title, no parts, but information to your previous owner if you'd like it. Uh, could be yours for the low, low sum of $1,500. Ooh, I might gamble with that, but nah, I mean, not I really. Not, 100% not. Yeah, I'm, I've been spoiled by... Uh, the, this is a rotted car with no floors and frame. Yeah, I really got... I got hooked with the Montero from Arizona, and then when my mom's car showed up and we were underneath it, and it's like mint. <laughs> and like all we did was clean it and do a couple things, and she's been driving it. Like, 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really nice magic. buying not rusty vehicles. And so, the same thing with the Eclipse, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. So this is the same thing. Um, I won't even go over this one. I just happened to, when I was looking, I found another one. Yeah. It's the same car. It's a little earlier. It's a 71 240. So it's a more rare car. Yeah, that's a more desirable car. So solid restoration candidate. Restored okay. cars bring 20 to 30K. That's right. The engine has compression, just needs floors. Mm. And I'm looking at it, and it just needs quarter panels, and it just needs a hood, and just needs floors, and just needs taillights, and just needs fenders, and it just needs a full interior. So, yeah, and that car is like $3,000. Oh, man, it's rusty gold, man. It's Yeah, and it's red, cheap repaint with an old yellow car. Oh, that's a bummer because that yellow is pretty cool in those cars. Yellow is very cool in those cars, but it would be very easy to go back to yellow because it was never jammed. So yeah, and it would have to be a rotisserie restoration, anyways. Yep. So yeah, it's kind of neon yellow. But anyway, that, that that's the Datsun market in Indianapolis. It's, All right. Uh, it's not good. All right. I, I think a couple, I got a couple more. So you, if you had a couple more, I just have two more. I think this one's gonna be. I think the next two. I think you'll. I think you'll get them pretty quick. I'm just going to read the price of this one because the price is really interesting. Like it's a, it's kind of a weird number. So seventy-eight fifty or best in parens realistic offer. Hmm. Text with questions or to arrange blank. Uh, pros, clean interior, new Chevy steering wheel, no rot, clean title in oh. hand, and a bunch of paperwork, 305 engine, mm-hmm. new Edelbrock intake, new MST distributor cap, new Excel, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a bunch of new parts, um, and I'm going to stop there because I don't want to give it away too quickly. Well, that MSD distributor cap, man, that's a selling point in itself. Yep. Um, and a Chevy steering wheel, does it, make, does it mean it's a Chevy? It's a Chevy. Okay. It's got 305. Yep, so it's going to be either a B body, a G body, or an F body. Yep, you're in the ballpark. Um, I'm going to go with an 80, mid-80s Monte Carlo. Ooh, very, very close. Not a Monte Carlo? Not a Monte Carlo. Shares a, shares a lot with a Monte Carlo. Shares with a Monte Carlo and it's a Chevy? Yep. Parts with a Monte Carlo? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's an El Camino. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 85 Chevy El Camino Conquistador. Oh, Conquistador. I like that. I, I need a conquistador to park next to my conquest. I knew you'd like it because it. Uh, I didn't want to get to uh, newer bedliner because then that would give it away. No, let's look at my Silverado. I guess. I just thought that was an interesting price, seventy-eight fifty. That is a very interesting price. Not seventy-five hundred. Not eight yeah. grand. One, one of the ones I was going to do for you was twenty-six fifty. Yeah. So. Oh, and that price is not negotiable. Well, if you Actually, give, if you give this person a realistic offer, yeah, what's realistic? realistic. <laughs> Actually, it looks like a pretty nice car. So, I don't know what the market is on El Caminos, but anything ten over grand, ten grand will get you a ten grand will buy you a solid car. Anything over uh, here, like three. <laughs> anything over a hundred dollars for me for an El Camino would be too much. So, well. I just want to buy another one so you can try to round it. Up. <laughs> All right, what's your what's the next one you got for me? All right, for sale, blank 
model blank manufacturer four door eleven thousand nine hundred dollars. We are still in Indiana. Uh, this is a wonderful condition, a blank year blank model four door sedan, finished in maroon with orange pinstripe. The color combination is correct for this model year. Huh. These four door sedans are very rare, and the interior on this car is excellent, with the underside being amazingly clean. All four doors, all four doors, all four doors close nice and tight as they should. The engine number is 1347696, and it's original to the car. Too many projects going on right now, so that is why I'm selling this car. Please feel free to contact me with any questions. Text OK2. Thank you. All right, so it's purple with orange pinstripe. Maroon. Maroon with orange pinstripe. Yes, it's actually very close to the Durban maroon on the Conquest. Oh. It's a Chrysler Um, product. It's not. Ooh. It's not. It's not not actual Durban maroon, and it's definitely not from the 80s. I'll tell you that. Okay, is it American? Is it American? It is American. Okay. It has 21-inch wheels. Okay. Um, but it's not from the eighties. It's definitely not from the eighties. All right. Uh, is it a donked Monte Carlo? It is not a donked Monte Carlo. Okay. It's twenty six inch wheels. Uh, twenty one inch wheels. Twenty one inch wheels. Yeah, leaf springs all around. Oh. Is it some sort of Jeep? It is not a Jeep. Would it be like a, is it an SUV? Uh, is it a pickup truck? I mean, it is not a pickup truck or an SUV. Okay. Uh, if this were, if this car was marketed today, um, it would have the similar shape to an SUV. Is it a, is it an Eagle wagon? No. Hmm. I like where you're going with that because that makes sense. Um, is it a Wagoneer? It is a full frame vehicle. Is it like a Jeep Wagoneer? It's not a Jeep. Remember, we, we established that a while ago. Oh, okay. Well, when I sent Jeep, I meant like a Wrangler or whatever, a CJ, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, weird. It has one gauge. Hmm. Leaf, and it has curtains. Leaf springs all around, one gauge. And curtains. So it's some sort of van. Yeah. Again, it's not called that at the time. Um, Would it be a wagon? It it's marketed as a sedan, but oh. if I were to give it a name now, I would call it a wagon. Okay, so would it be like? Wasn't there like a big international like wagon sedan it thing? Has, it has elements made of wood. Okay, so it's some sort of. Uh, you said it wasn't a Chrysler product. No. So it was like a and Ford it, wood wooden wagon. It's not a wooden wagon. It has elements made of wood, but not on the exposed part of the body. What? <laughs> Is it from the 30s? Uh, not from the 30s, no. From the 50s? Not from the 50s. From the 60s? You're going the wrong way. Really? It's from the 20s? It is straight in the mid-20s, yes. Whoa, okay. So it was like a... That's why it has 21-inch wheels. Oh. Ah, see, I threw you off. Okay. So is it like a like a big old Packard something? No, it's simpler than that. Hmm. It's a four-cylinder. Oh, is it like a is it like a Model T like delivery wagon or something? Uh, it's a Model T. Yeah. It's a Model T sedan. 
Royalty um, sedan. The sedan at the time, though, was almost like a wagon-style body. Oh, it didn't right. have a trunk. It went all the way to the back. Right. They didn't call it a wagon because they just called that a sedan because it had four doors. Oh. So it's a 26 Model T sedan. Huh. Um, it's a really neat car, and for 11 grand, I would definitely drive it. I mean, it, we we talked about this before. Like, cars in the 20s are just going to keep going down. Yeah, and this this car is immaculate. Like it's a really nice car, and when I say elements of the body are elements of the car are made of wood, I was specifically referring to like the ash inside the body panels, hmm. and the and the spokes on the wheels. So I didn't want to say I had wooden wheels like too early on. And like, oh my god, what are we talking about? Is it a soapbox derby car from the thirties? Oh man, I can't wait till the uh, we get to the Roaring Twenties themed car shows. Everybody shows up in flapper outfits and dressed like gangsters. I mean, I would totally go to that. <laughs> I mean, 100% I'd go to that. <laughs> Call it pro- Prohibition Wood. Prohibition Wood. And I'm, and I'm in. <laughs> Market, that's ours. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to buy this car then because the car is really nice. <laughs> oh, man. I really want it. We just got one more? Yeah, I got one more. I, I feel that one's almost too obscure. That was very obscure for me. I don't know anything from the 20s. I mean, I know what a Model T is, but... Yeah. I didn't realize they had wood in them. I thought they were all metal. No, they have like an ash inside the So, a funny off-topic story. Yeah. Um, funny, funny, but when I worked for the insurance company many years ago, um this guy was not insured with us, but he was rear-ended by one of our customers. Right. He stopped in his Model T to let somebody cross the street and a lady in a Corolla rear-ended him. Now, yeah, cuz the taillights in a Model issues. T are about well, an inch tall. There's two issues here. Yeah. One, there's no way a Corolla couldn't stop as fast as a Model T. Exactly. Two, if you're driving in traffic behind a Model T, you're going to notice it's there, and you're going to pay attention to it a little bit more, I would think. I would hope so. Because it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But this guy got rear-ended by a Corolla. She was texting or whatever. It's... <sighs> driving, a, like, a 20s car around... It's rare. Like, I saw one not too long ago at cruise night. It's super rare to see them now, people driving them, because they just don't sure. keep up with modern traffic. But it's it's the equivalent of driving literally a motorized horse carriage. Like, yeah. not exaggerating. Yeah. Like, that... That's what, that's what they were. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, when um, you see one, you're like, that's really weird. Like, I haven't seen one in a long time. But anyway, so this car came in for an appraisal. Um, and I can write an appraisal on any car. I mean, they're all pretty much a standard, you know, two or three different ways they're built. There's not a lot of variations on things. Um, but this guy came in with an estimate from a carpenter as well as from the <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, I didn't really know what to do with it. <laughs> so we just kind of took his carpenter estimate and we're like, we don't really know how to like prove if this is a good rate or not because we don't have any carpenters that we yeah use. I, so there was a, a model a restoration shop which is actually located in tewksbury hmm. um that sells a lot of the wood huh still to this day huh. and then the carpenter would assemble everything and the body laid back down on top of it wow so, that's pretty yeah, interesting it was, it was really neat and it was quite a learning experience on that one learning how it's all put together and we had to replace one of the wheels too because one of the spokes was splintered huh so yeah, because that car gets hit from behind by a Corolla. Obviously, the Corolla dives under the bumper and hits that tire. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a twenty-one inch, twenty-one by three wheel. Yeah, 
Weird. So, yeah, it was very strange. To go to the wheelwright to make one? Yeah, <laughs> the barrel maker to get yeah. uh, trued. No, but it was uh, it was it was interesting. We got we wound up getting it fixed. It cost probably it was a really nice car. It was a two door, you know, Rumble Street, like the top of the line car, and it was you know, a thirty five thousand dollar car. So we wound up getting fixed, but huh. it was definitely Wild. an interesting day at the at the drive in claim center. Yeah. All right, um, last one for me. Uh, this might be a slam dunk for you, but we'll see. Purchase in nineteen ninety two from second owner. White exterior, black cloth interior, hatch wiper, no sunroof, five speed. Option codes, I'm just, there are a bunch of numbers. Autocross for one season, otherwise not tracked. Been sitting outside, sometimes covered, since 2007. Parked when it wouldn't start. Probably just a bad DME. That's going to give it away right there. Yeah, it's a Porsche. It is, but what kind? It's just, just a 911. Nope. 912? Nope. But... Here you go, water pup last replaced at 60K. <laughs> so it's a 928 924S Oh that's really cool actually Yeah and you know how much it is This is locally uh, This is in Metro West Where the hell is this Newton uh, $800 87 Porsche 924S Sold as parts $800 complete car Does it have a title I don't know That's really. Cool. Oh clear title Should have clean Carfax Yeah $800 we should buy that. <laughs> I mean, I'm half getting, but I'm not really. <laughs> we should split that, and that's a good car. I, I, that, so the 924S is a 944 Yeah. in a 924 body. So it's kind of like the hot rod. It's like taking the earliest, narrowest, lightest body yeah. and putting the later, better, more powerful, I mean, faster. it's. It's ugly. It's got a wrecked header panel. It's got cancer spots. Oh, I don't want it anymore then. Not like rotted spots, but like where I mean, the, I actually I actually don't want it anyway. Where the paint's broken, it's got a little it's got patina, rusty patina. We'll just find one here in Arizona. I know, right? That's the thing. But we should buy that one for the nice interior. Mm, I see the link. It's to like put in the Arizona car. tough to tell. All right, what do you got for me? We're getting long on time here. That's good because our last one was really short. All right. All right, so um, this is a car that I would actually purchase myself. Okay. Um, save for the transmission. All right, it's a Dodge Colt. You saw automatic Dodge, Dodge Colt. Not an automatic Dodge Colt. Um, it's not a car that I currently own or have ever owned. Uh, blank, 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 blank. Ontario Orange, $14,500. Ontario Orange with a saddle interior. Numbers matching original car has been in long-term long-term storage, driven less than 3000 miles since 1999. Hmm. V8 automatic power steering, 154,000 miles. Good running and driving old like. Paint has a nice shine, but it's old and has several scratches and imperfections. It's original paint car. Hmm. Interior is complete but does show wear. The bolsters are a little worn. Even with worn paint and interior, the car has a cool original patina to, and look to it. Headlights work. Wiper door does not work. Wiper door. All gauges work, but the tack. Starts easy, runs cool. Removable back glass. Comes with protecto plate and original owner's manual. 
Complete running and driving blank that you can either restore or just drive and enjoy as is. Video available upon request. $14,500. Is it uh, like a vintage blazer? It is not a blazer. You're, you're already in the right manufacturer, though. Removable rear glass. Um, like a, a late C3 Corvette? So it is a C3 Corvette. Yeah. Um, but as a 71. Oh, so it's an early car. An early C3 Corvette in orange, full chrome bumpers. Ooh. T-tops. Yeah, yeah, T-tops, removable rear glass. It's got the um, like trunk lid rack. Oh, yeah, yeah. On the back. Rally wheels, it's that cool orange. Like, if this car was four speed swaps, I would drive it in a second. And at fourteen thousand five hundred, you're not going to find a better early Corvette. It sounds like the one that's down by the the Willows near Salem here. Um, that's like sitting in a driveway on four flats. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, we noticed it like a while ago. We kind of talked about it. When we were driving down there to get Chinese food, but that's a wicked local story. Um, it's like, I actually saw it today because I was down towards there. It's like sitting in a driveway. It's got like at least two flats. The It's got dual round pop-ups. They're up and then small chrome bumpers. And it's kind of that burnt orange color. I just saying the link you can click on it. You can see. Hmm. But I, uh, it's the burnt orange color with the tan interior. It's a really nice car. And if the car was a five-speed, uh, or, or four-speed, I should say, I would 100% drive that car. That's got a really neat all-original look to it. Yeah, this is what that one looks like. But and at fourteen thousand five hundred, I mean, that seems to me to be a solid deal for that car. I th- I I think chrome bumper C threes are great looking. I love them. I don't like them after you know seventy four or whatever they went to the weird bumpers, but uh, the sixty eight through seventy twos or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Yeah, they're really good looking on those thin chrome uh, bumpers. And that wiper door that they referred to, that would have been the dead giveaway if you were more familiar with Corvettes. When you turn the wipers on... Yeah, it's a vacuum actuated, right? The vacuum door that lifts behind the yeah. hood that yeah. the wipers come out of. Once you talk about it, I know what it is. I just forgot yeah. about it. Yep. Hmm. But no, this this car here, I would say it's almost equivalent condition to like my Camaro. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit shinier. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool looking. But yeah, it's a really cool looking car. And with a manual transmission, that would be... That'd be the car. I've never been a C3 Sweet. guy other than early ones, and that's definitely a car for me. Cool. Anyway, that's the last one. All right, anything else? I don't think so. All right, you can find us uh, at Off Topic Podcast on Facebook, Auto Off Topic on Instagram. You can see some pictures of Brad's uh, body work. I've got a goofy picture of me doing shocks. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Race and Anger. Brad, where can they find you? TSISS350. Cool. All right. Uh, Thanks for listening. And uh, as always, keep cars analog.